What's up, guys? How are we? Welcome to a beautiful shit show podcast where we unpack the chaos and beauty that is the human experience. My name is Elizabeth Haney, aka Biz, and I am your host. This is episode number six, and I sat down with my wonderful and amazing friend, Chase Andrzejewski, who also goes by the name Aja Da when they are in drag. They are a very talented drag queen. And we sat down and went off for a good solid three hours. (laughs) Actually cut out a good portion of it, which I will be saving for a further episode. But yeah, we we are just very good friends. They are an incredible person in my life and someone that I love very much. We are very similar and just are able to ramble. And (laughs) like I said, spoke for three hours, um, will not be releasing a three hour long episode today. A little over an hour is what you're going to get. So we talked about a lot of things. Talked about drag, of course. That's something that's very big in their life. Talked about imposter syndrome, anxiety, substance abuse, finding your way in the world, finding the path that you want to go down or the multiple paths that you want to go down. And we just really tapped into a lot of different things. And it's it was a really wonderful conversation. And not to mention they have experience with setting up audio. So the audio on this episode actually sounds pretty decent (laughs) because did I even think to look at the user memo for the microphones that I bought for this podcast? No, I just set it up and said, yeah, you just speak into it and then it will sound great and normal. No, not how that works. So thank you, Chase, for helping me out with that. This was a really fun episode and we laughed a lot. Chase is one of the funniest people that I've met they make me fucking cry laughing. So very excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, my beautiful friend, Chase slash Ajuda Andrew Jeski. Enjoy. Right. Well, this is our first time hanging out outside of work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hi. Oh my God. I was telling you earlier that I'm going to sound like a crackhead in comparison to your very chill and calm emotional guests. And I, I can promise you I will still be just as emotional. Are we, are we calling Christine calm? No. <laughs> hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast. Welcome to my apartment. Again, this is Chase's slash Aja does first time hanging out outside of work and we've worked together for almost a year so that is upsetting should I explain the, the multiple names yes okay please. yeah so I am a drag queen mm-hmm. um uh I uh, period done thanks for having me <laughs> no okay biological government name that you can absolutely use is Chase Andrzejewski don't worry about spelling the last name it looks like somebody <laughs> took their face and rolled it on a keyboard a couple of times and just hit send but then my drag name is Ajada uh, because I'm anxious <laughs> but I uh, yeah I don't know that's me I mean I use they them pronouns uh, as Chase I use she they pronouns um, so I'm really what all conservatives are are uh, uh, gung ho about. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're like we hate Chase specifically. <laughs> we have one microphone set up in between the middle of us mm-hmm. right now because uh, I don't have good equipment. So we're you have great equipment. It's Just... subpar. It's fine. You know, good beginner, beginner you have stuff. Bezos equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Am I wrong? 
that's where Amazon, I got my Amazon, baby. Stuff. Amazon, yes. One of these sets was $45. I got two. Hell yeah. And it was used. Used? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, but around the block. Li- like new. <laughs> like new? <laughs> like new That's condition. what I say when I'm on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> like new. I am basically a virgin. So I like uh, to use really vague terms <laughs> to make sure that people don't know my history. Just kidding. <laughs> Oh my god. Hi, business family. Oh, yeah. What's up, mom and dad? This is exactly what I warned you about. Anyways, I'm a drag queen. <laughs> I'm not reading books to your children, drag queens. Well, I would have to learn how to read first. Okay. Yeah. Well, one maybe one step at a time. So. Absolutely. It's so alarming when people... I, I just... I don't have the attention span. ADHD, diagnosed since I was third grade, and I can read. I actually, I don't know if I told you this. I actually taught myself how to read by music. Really? Yeah. So I was, when I was like three years old, I found my parents every year for my birthday and for Christmases and every special occasion, all of my family would give me like a CD of whatever I was listening to. It was mostly Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. Uh, But what I would do is I would... (laughs) Mostly... Mostly. I would listen to the lyric booklet that was in, like, the inside cover. Yeah. And, and while I was listening, I would read through, and apparently that's how, like, my parents were just like, we remember you just, like, face into the this booklet, and, like, you learned how all of the words to your favorite songs. Cute. And, and then I have a last name the size of uh, Goliath. Goliath, <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's too. So once I learned my last name, I was like, I was like, it's basically the alphabet. To I a dyslexic was... person, it's the alphabet. Great. Wait, are you dyslexic too? <laughs> no. I feel like I out. am. I have moments sometimes where I'm like, am I? I don't know. I mean, I think that's. It's. Well, mental health is. It, and those types of learning deficits are always very interesting because there's so much overlap too. They redid the entire basically book of psychology, not Scientology. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Scientology. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was a rabbit hole we went down? <laughs> oh um, no, and, the, and this is when they stopped calling it um, Asperger's because Asperger's was a Nazi. Do you know this? No. This is it. That, so the guy, I don't know, let's call him Philip. Philip Asperger was a Nazi, apparently. Get the fuck out uh, of Yeah, here. no, and then um, and then they realized that uh, it was just uh, that, that autism was a spectrum and that instead of calling it Asperger's, there's autism spectrum disorder. And so essentially now if you exhibit, and it's not like, yeah, how autistic are you? It's like, do you exhibit these uh, a certain level of symptoms, and to what severity? And when they are shown frequently enough, then it's now autism spectrum disorder. So, okay. and then they're realizing that ADHD. That's when they took out ADD, like attention deficit disorder and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, mm-hmm. and realized that the differences were not different enough for them to call them different things and so now everybody now everybody's ADHD but in a different way no it's like it's like everybody that was ADD which I thought I was did you imagine someone looking me in the eyes like no you don't really have the hyperactivity part (laughs) and I was was like you're right I don't and I'm like meanwhile I'm zooming around the room well again I'm very happy that you're here and you've helped me set up my little it's it's nice to be sitting across before i had it we were sitting on my couch and it was kind of like here in between us and yeah. we were just it was terrible so. yeah we're making a lot of eye contact right now yeah it's hard uh- <laughs> I'm, you can't say eye contact and then immediately say it's hard right after <laughs> lady oh my goodness 
This is going to be one of the more inappropriate episodes I have for sure. Absolutely. And we're only five in. <laughs> nine in. How dare you? No, five episodes. Oh, five episodes. <laughs> I'm like, nine minutes is a record for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is going to be fun. I'm having a lot of fun. This um, what else do you want to talk about? Next time. We got to get it together. <laughs> like... <laughs> we have to get it together or it's going to be an hour and a half of us just laughing. hundred percent. And thanks for coming. All right. No, I love it though. No, People this like, this is, this is the right, we work together. Like, yeah. I don't know, this is, we really didn't set this up. We've just... <laughs> drop these people right into the middle of our lives and what it's like to talk to each other on a daily basis. Oh, so yeah. we work at Vinyl Steakhouse together. We do. Um, I'm not showing up in full drag, so I am showing up as Chase. I was really debating on coming in here and being like, oh my god, I'm just like, just make, like letting the listeners think that I'm like in full drag, but that sounds like a very exhausting lie. Just Chase today. Just... Well, eventually when I video record, I will absolutely have you back in full drag for sure. That's because oh, you're gonna have to pay me for that. I, I'm just kidding. At that point, we'll have money to pay no, people. No, 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 so. no, no, no. no, I will absolutely do it. Uh, but the yeah, so we worked together, and you were one of the first people that like when you came on board. First of all, we were like very much uh, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, another person whose brain is very <laughs> similar. And then I was like, you, I was because I'm, I'm the manager there, or the the AGM or whatever we want to call it that day and I was like you need to help supervise and like I just you've got so much um just spark and pizzazz and you're just so fun to have a conversation with and you made the biggest mistake at laughing at my jokes um because now I can't stop now making you laugh is so funny (laughs) it's my my goal to make sure that you um cannot breathe <laughs> i'm trying to, to suffocate you and no it's but we have it, so much fun at work I, it's we're true. very lucky i mean you almost came and hunted me down when i took a vacation yeah which you know, i know i, I messaged you i was like all right anyways i'm glad you've had your week you're like this is please, not for you anymore please return no i mean <laughs> but i think you know, that's the thing though is that like i think you and i something about us both being incredibly ADHD (laughs) is like we both cannot stand to have the place where we're standing or our like immediate environment to not have some level of like fun or humor or or whatever and I, I think we take a lot of onus upon ourselves to be able to like control the environment around us and like I have the demeanor of an absolute child because for me it's yes it's about making my friends laugh or whatever but i'm not trying to make the person who doesn't get me or understand me laugh i'm trying to make myself laugh and if you want to join and you let it slip that we have the same sense of humor then it's over then it's over for you (laughs) silence you'll never see her it's over i can't pinpoint the exact moment where we figured out that we were very similar but can I? It's very, very, what, do you know it? Well, <laughs> it was after the backpack. <laughs> do we want to tell that story? We can, because, so we're recording, we're recording this episode in advance. This is coming out two weeks from now, two weeks from Friday. But my next episode, I'm going to be talking about struggles, my own personal struggles that I've had with alcohol. So this might be a good, like story to tell i mean do you want to I'm, is... i mean i am i yeah i mean i think it's 
it's I, I think it would be good to hear it in the comical aspect of it and then also in the moment where I realize that I need to get my shit together too. Sure. <laughs> and I want to say that like this is I think it, you know what I think this does have a lot to do with our closeness because the way that you actually composed yourself and handling it post was so kind and just uh, literally just so amazing. So we at Vinyl Steakhouse have a lot of fun post shifts. I think it was part of the foundation. Mm -hmm. It has its own drawbacks, obviously, but like at the end of the day, when we're done with a hard shift, sometimes we all just gather around. We have, we get discounted cocktails, beers, wine, and, and we usually take advantage of that. And we, it's I, why I think a lot of us are so close. It's mm -hmm. why I think a lot of us are really good friends. Um, <laughs> So, for context, it was business third day. <laughs> I had been, I had been employed for seventy two hours, <laughs> and we were doing the post shift thing, right? We were all having drinks, and I was closing up, and I was also drinking heavily. But I also know myself, so I went downstairs. I grabbed my backpack, and I brought it upstairs. I then was kind of chatting. Everybody was sitting up at the bar, and I was like standing behind the bar. I set the backpack on top of the bar and to my dismay in front of Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I then turned to the person that's sitting at the end of the bar. I'm not directly looking at my backpack, but drunk enough to like not see it in my peripheral. This is blackout. <laughs> I, let me just clarify. I, this was one of the drunkest. I have ever been in my life, which is saying a lot because if you know me, if you've known me anywhere between 16 to 26 years old, you know how absolutely shit-faced I can get. And this was just, oh yes, it was just on a whole other level. I think I want to do a little time j jump. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to me driving to Maine. Okay. Is my first time going up to Maine with my partner Kyle and his school friends, but it's a eight hour drive. So we're in the car and I'm like, I can't, I, I, since the night before I hadn't been able to find my backpack and I knew I brought it upstairs. I knew I had set it on the bar. I knew that it was there and it just, I, I had spent, everybody had gone and I had spent like before I even locked up, I'm like, I have my backpack and Kyle's just like, we, it's late. Like we got, we got to go home. Like we'll text people in the morning. We'll see if they can look around and the lights were off and I was too drunk to turn them all back on. <laughs> and so we were just like, fine. I mean, luckily I didn't need my, any of the contents in it except give or take a couple. So I texted Biz and I was like, do you know what happened to my backpack last night? And she goes, mm, fucking beats me. Like, <laughs> just truly just didn't know. And I go, I don't know. Like, Biz, I think, so. I don't know what happened. So, Because uh, you I, were like, because we had the same exact backpack. We did. Almost exactly the same. So you were like, did you accidentally take mine? And I was like, did you accidentally, yeah, did you accidentally take mine? And I, yeah, I get up. And I look and I'm like, no, this is, it's mine. It's my stuff. Yes. And I'm like, did I accidentally take it? I'm looking around my apartment. Cannot 
fine. I'm like, I, I swear it's not here. You know, a very small place. I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's here. You even sent me a picture of the backpack that you have. And I'm like, oh, that does look a lot like my backpack. But it's not. That one's not mine. I knew it wasn't. And then Kevin and Sophia, the owners of the restaurant, were sending me a text. I'm like, oh, we think Biz took it. And I go, what do you mean? They go, we have video. <laughs> we have security footage. And to this day... On my phone, it's one of my favorite videos in the world. It's one of my favorite videos that I own and possess, and it is of the night. I'm talking just like I had set up before, and Biz, uh, in in her very lovely state, decides that she's going to go home. So she backs out of the chair. She she grabs my backpack from on top of the bar. Stands away from the bar, swings it over her back, <laughs> and in that, the momentum makes her stumble back, and then she gets a view of her backpack <laughs> on the back of the, the stool she was sitting in. She goes, oh, my backpack. <laughs> she grabs that, swings it over my backpack, and carries both out to the street and calls an Uber. But... I mean, we don't know what happened. I mean, th- th- you had to have left it in the Uber. Had to. Had to have. But this is the moment where I send, the- I send this video to Biz and she goes, oh my God. I, <laughs> did you think, what did you, what was going through your head? I, for, well, first of all, I woke up so fucking hungover and like mm. the state of my apartment. <laughs> like I had, I was, when you had text me, you called me and you're like, hey, do you have the backpack? I'm like... No, it's not here, but let me look around. So I, I, that's my first time getting out of bed. And I, first of all, <laughs> I had to pay, like, play context clues with myself. I was playing detective. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I had, oh, Jesus Christ. It's not it's one, not one of my finer moments. It's, it's, it's not, not fun, but like, that's fun. the thing, though. But I had, I have one AC unit, a floor unit, that I roll back and forth between the living room and my bedroom. And I had it in the living room before I left for work. So I had ripped it out of the window. I had broken it. And I'm pretty sure I, <laughs> pretty sure I had rolled it over my foot because my big toe was heavily bruised and had been bleeding. And I'm like, great. And there was a trail, a trail of halal rice. <laughs> of halal rice. From my front door, I did not <laughs> you know this. From my front door to my bed, which means I was eating it with my fucking hands, <laughs> just like drunk, well, just like shit face, just eating this food. Are you sure it wasn't like so you could find your way out of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get out yeah, into the bathroom, like, and yeah. So I'm just like seeing this destruction, and I'm like, oh my god, because I had not been that drunk. In, it's not fun. It's not in so long. Like, I didn't, you know, because it's not something that I do anymore. I'm a mother now. I'm not down yeah. for getting let that way. And, you know, take full responsibility for it, of course. But, but like, we, we were just, we were having a good time. We were having but, a great time. And yeah. I don't, I don't regret it for the world. But I know that post-drunk, post-drinking I was shame. Like, I just got this fun. new fucking job. These brand new people. They have no idea who I am. I just stole someone's backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and their laptop was in it. <laughs> yeah, my laptop. So since she, she's, she's like, immediately, as soon as I send her the thing, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then she asks me, like, how Mortified. much was everything? And she, like, 
mortified. That day, I mean, you rectified everything that night. I, my favorite was your reaction to what certain meds uh, oh in the backpack yeah. uh, cost without insurance. And you're like, $2,000! <laughs> I was like, make a list of everything that was in it. Like, every single thing. Like, tell me. You did, yeah. And it round up to $770. And I will never forget it. Yeah. And it was yeah. With, that was without the medicine. And that was without the meds. And I was like, no, just tell me tell how. Me with the meds. Tell me the meds. I'm like, I have to pay for everything. I fucked up, Chase. I'm like, I'm not me... making you pay yeah. $2,000. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I said. I was like, why? And then I just. And then you started getting mad at the. the, the furious with the big medical pharma. system. Yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I hate the United States healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no yeah. it's so true though i mean like look that level of integrity was so transparent i mean we've all gone through the post-drunk shame right it's terrible it's we've got i mean shame oh my god have i ever talked to you about the whole like shame thing that like uh fucking buckle in because of <laughs> the fucking life coach bullshit that i have been like doused in um and Somebody somewhere, great, that's my citation, MLA, there you go. Somebody somewhere, somewhere said. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did a bad thing. Shame is I am a bad thing. Okay. Guilt, we can say, oh my God, like, I, I don't know, fucked up on my test. But shame is I'm so stupid, mm -hmm. I, you know, okay. did this thing. Yeah. So shame is something that we carry a lot to, like, the fucking horror stories of, of like just for me my worst time of the day is when I'm left alone with my thoughts <laughs> but it's so true and that's like what we do so there's like this a friend of mine that is a life coach and has taught me a lot of these things was like try and live a shame proof life talk about the things that that you are ashamed of because then you start to realize that your reality that you're building up there's so many thoughts in your brain you start to build a reality that is outside of just true like objective reality right. um and when you talk about it with people that you know and care about and you trust your opinion so <clears throat> as we talk about this like none of your drunk shame was coming through i was like damn, I got to find a new laptop. But, yeah. you know, at the end of it, I was like, God, the level, like, I have, I feel like I, I, most people you would have to shake them down for that. Or they'd be like, I just, I can't, like, I don't know what to do. Right. You know, but in that moment, it was like that second, you sent me exactly what that was worth. Mm -hmm. And, and that shined through way more than even me thinking that biz might, you know, struggle with drinking or whatever. Like okay. I wasn't even jumping to any of those conclusions, right. but it's so wild that we walk away from that. I also love that you have such a good sense of humor about it because I know <laughs> I tease you constantly. For oh, it. I mean, I should Kyle teases absolutely you way more never be let, like, no. Like, you, yeah. We were both doing bag check one day <laughs> and I have a, another video of you. You are also carrying two backpacks of these like businessmen. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, this, this is all too familiar. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get it on camera. It was you so got funny. backpacks again. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you got you gotta laugh, right? Mm -hmm. I, that's where I think you and I walk away from these types of situations very similarly. It's like, you just gotta laugh. Right. It's so dangerous if you're not laughing. Mm -hmm. You have to handle it and make it right and then 
laugh about it. Because mm-hmm. there is, it is, part of it slightly is comical. I mean, the video is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. The video is gold. I will... Mm, it, but it, it is funny. It's very funny. It's a level of growth that you can kind of step away from. But I don't know. I feel like there's almost like, you think about like the, the therapist. It's like, you're using humor as a defense mechanism. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> You're like, you want me to be sad and crying? 100%. Right. Like, this is how I process like, this Like, life shit. is funny. This is how I get it out in the, the open and try and turn something negative into a positive, right? Right. Um, and I feel like you're so similar, though. Mm-hmm. Being at... What, I mean, a beautiful shit show isn't just about... <laughs> my IBS it's 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 not beautiful at all actually that's just a regular shit show I thought of that the other day I was like damn it I don't know I mean I feel like I want to tee you up for that like like what this whole thing like is about laughing at things and or like finding the beauty in things that are horrendous right no exactly it's life is really fucking hard and we do dumb shit and have to go through hard things and if you're not able to laugh at part of it you know like there are certain things you should absolutely never be laughing at but yeah you can find humor in most things yeah so i don't know if i've told you this story about my dad and like perfect example of laughing at something Mm -hmm. so my family uh, Again, I have a great relationship with my family, um, but you know, I, I always talk about like parenting and, and how one, I'll never do it, but two, you do everything you can, right? Until they can fly and you push them out of the nest, <laughs> hopefully not physically, and then it's their job to either unpack the things that you hadn't prepared for or, you know, maybe the ways that you weren't the best, right? right. But you do everything you can and instead of being perfect you hope that you've done enough so that when they're off on their own that they can unpack that so whenever i talk about like family things i want to preface by saying my family was amazing i mean i came out at 15 years old in indiana in the middle of nowhere and felt very very supported did i have to deal with in the the middle of a cornfield that's another tangent when i moved to new york somebody asked me are there a lot of cornfields in indiana and i go just your average amount of cornfields as if they're fucking everywhere and yes there were a lot of cornfields there was one in my backyard standard amount just your average amount you know just one every couple of blocks anyways family stuff right so you do everything you can and then it's the kid's job moving on. So anytime I talk about family, it's not me saying that I have a bad family. It's just that's the things that they maybe didn't have the answers for, right? Right. My family has a very strong sense of humor, but it is a lot of punch-down humor. There is the person that is the butt of the joke. Yeah. And I often was... My mom and I were the ones that received it the most. Okay. It was a very, like, heteronormative dynamic. It was... My dad, my two older brothers. I joke that we get gayer as we get younger, but my middle brother's not bi. I just think that's funny. Because <laughs> it was like like baseball, drum line, and then, hello, hi, me. Um, gay. Drag queen. A, a drag queen. Um, just only a little gay. And so when I was younger, my dad and I would be in the same room. And he'd go, hey, stupid. <laughs> I go, what? And he goes, how'd you know I was talking to you? And you know, that (laughs) 
is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But it, it gets you, you know, yeah. every once in a while. I'm not saying that's, like, the biggest trauma <laughs> yeah. I have. It's just like, like can you believe my, my dad? dad called me stupid. <laughs> no. But I'm just saying, it's a very funny thing that, like, you just got to laugh at it and, like, figure that stuff out. I mean, I was told multiple times from birth no, not from birth. Can you imagine? <laughs> from birth until I graduated that I wasn't funny. I came out of the womb and my family was like, you're not funny. <laughs> Tell a joke. Oh, you suck. I'm like, like, I'm like newly I'm wrapped in like one. cut my umbilical cord and they're like, that's boring. Tell a joke. <laughs> I didn't think I was funny until I went to college. It's wild because I've always been weird. Like, I've always had a weird take on everything. It's like, my family was my family, but they weren't necessarily my people, right? Like, the people that were my peers and understood me and thought very similarly to me. And it really wasn't until college until I, like, found that. And I remember somebody being like, hey, you're funny. And I go... Where's the butt? Like, where's the, where's the, where's the, the, the butt? And then, you know, you're annoying sometimes. Psych. Like, psych. <laughs> My... So college, you found out you're funny. I mean, it makes sense because I know my sense of humor wasn't really shown growing up because it couldn't be. Because I, the things that I thought were funny in my sense of humor would is would have been seemed incredibly inappropriate. So well, it is. It is, and we're all going to hell together. It is. (laughs) I. It's bad. There are moments where I'm like, why the fuck are you laughing at that? Stop it! But I can't help it. Um, (laughs) the memes I send you, Chase gets so mad. (laughs) I don't get mad. I just think (laughs) not mad. It's just I have a very specific sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, broad sense of humor, but memes specifically, there's just only certain types that I lose my I mind think over. Conversationally, you have a you and I have a very similar sense of humor. <laughs> I think being exposed to the very shocking thing that New York gays share on the internet, I'm a little desensitized. But it's so funny. Like we just, I think we find memes to be a little bit different. But I'm like, like I, 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 and that's and that's totally fine. But like you and I will have a conversation. We'll be laughing at the same thing. So yeah. it's like it's really just fundamentally like our internet presence and stuff. But it's a little different. But I, but it's also I. But you know, I also ham it up too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, here goes Biz with her millennial shit again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Gen Z. I'm, I'm like 96. Like, I'm barely Gen Z. Five years older than you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, Grandma. No, I'm I know. <laughs> Seriously, what did Kyle... What did Kyle say to me one time? Oh, I'm so sorry. Just he, before I even know what it is. I Kyle, well, you and, you and Kyle, Kyle's Chase's partner, they said that earlier, but I'm older than both of you, and... You guys will tease me like for being old, right? And it's yeah. just. I'm but also, we're Kyle's really, like two years older I know, than me. I know, Kyle. Three years younger than you. <laughs> yeah. So but it's he, so funny to just exaggerate. He invited me to a concert. Mm-hmm. I don't remember oh. which one. I, I know none of the music that Kyle listens to. Nothing. But he invited me to go. Thank you. The part I love mostly being of invited his to things. Choosing. Yeah. He's, he picks the things that are like, <laughs> yeah. what is now? And he's like, yeah. he's just, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like, yeah, I mean, would you would you like to come? And then he goes, oh, 
Well, it starts at 10.30, so that's probably too late for you. <laughs> but, like, dead-ass serious. And I'm like, first of all, it is too late. <laughs> I'm like, it, well, it, you're it, correct, it, yeah. but how I'm like, it is too late you. for a band that I don't know. But, <laughs> no, stop, I'm not fucking 50. Like, <laughs> you're not? I'm just kidding. 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 <laughs> Oh God, I'm gonna be 32 in December. It's fine. Anyways, you're premenopausal, not post. It's coming. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, uh, technically. Pre. Well, so now, now back to my family having punch down humor and me not having it at all. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Isn't it weird to just like, like, not know? So we we were talking about this a little bit with shame, like trying to get a better sense of reality of how you walk through the world by not needing that validation from friends, but finding that support system and kind of grounding yourself a little bit more and getting out of your own head. It's so wild how it's an active practice for me to be like, oh, I am funny. Because I'll very, very easily slip into the, the no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, you know, other things, like whether it's singing or performing or whatever. Yeah, a little bit of imposter syndrome and... Who, me? Thanks. <laughs> Never. It's not like I'm putting on a wig and pretending to be somebody else. Perfectly done makeup. Makeup blows my mind. I, it's a panic from start to finish. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> imagine sitting still for four hours. I know. I always say four hours because I don't want to internalize that I can do it for less because I hate being late. Mm-hmm. So if I like, it actually takes late. two and a half hours, then I'll give myself two and a half hours and then I will... Uh, rip my face off because I <laughs> hate everything about it. So if I allow myself to take my time. So it's not actually four hours. It's usually two and a half. Well, your first drag show back. You were gone for three years or gone sounds like you just disappeared. I disappeared. Um, <laughs> I lived in the astral plane for three years. You were gone three I years and then you ghost. just recently returned. I um. explored all layers of hell. Um, just want to know to scope the land, figure out where I'm going to live. Um, but anyways, I can keep going if you want me to. I mean, I'm sure we could. <laughs> we both could. Let's wrap this up so we don't go off on a tangent. All of a sudden we're talking about religion and hell. I can do it. I can. We'll save that for another time. But anyways. So I was gone for three years. Yeah. yeah stopped doing drag and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we really, uh, we kind of needed someone at final, and you're like, maybe, Literally. I'm maybe, like, you're like, maybe I should come out of retirement, I don't know, and I was like, yes! I'm like 26 years it. old, like, uh, <laughs> and literally being like, I'm retired, <laughs> I am an old drag queen back in my day. No. Um, but fully getting the itch and wanting to come back and doing it, and then just having the time of my life. I told myself, I was like, I'm either going to fall back in love with it or be reminded as to why I quit in the first place. Yeah, your first show is at Vinyl. We do drag brunch once Second, second Saturday of every month. So yeah, second Saturday of every month. I don't even know. If you guys want to come. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. So it was like your first show back. First time perform- performing? Yes. Yeah. In three years. And I texted you at eight in the morning and I said, today's the day. Like so excited. And you sent me a picture and you were like looking down like other friend, you're like full drag makeup. And you're like, I'm ready I've been it. ready. Yeah. I woke up at five. 
I truly yeah, you're like, I got ready way too early. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting on the couch. But that's the thing, though. That's my life hack, is that I have ADHD and I have no time management. And so <laughs> I'm chronically early to everything. And mm-hmm. by chronically, I mean chronically. No, I am too. Yeah. It's I'm I... so afraid of being late mm-hmm. that that it's just I'm afraid of being late and I genuinely like being early because I kind of like getting my bearings before things happen like at dates I'm going to show up to a date at least 20 minutes early yeah and then they walk in and you're like four drinks in and you're like hey (laughs) I'm just kidding do you have a backpack with you like Yeah. Like, if you don't have a backpack, I'll find someone else to steal. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm so proud of you for being sober for as long as you have been. That's so fucking cool. I'll call it, let's call it sober curious, because I did get very drunk at my friend's wedding. By choice. Who gives a fuck? By choice, though. I don't like the gatekeeping of these labels. It's Mm -hmm. so fucking awful, because the world is not black and white. Right. Why are we holding ourselves to those standards? Oh, yeah, true. You don't have an addiction. Mm-hmm. There are people that do and have to cope with black and white. But at the end of the day, if you know that your boundary lies a little bit in the gray and you can keep it there, mm-hmm. then amazing. You yeah. don't have to explain that to anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Or feel like you're any less valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's my so That's a good point. <laughs> and stepping up. And cut. Uh, <laughs> So, drag, you started in college. So, drag is what my family said when I came home after I started. I'm like, hi. So, drag? Yeah. Well, um, first thing I had to do was explain to them that it wasn't a gender thing. And then fast forward to (laughs) To, March of this year. Psychedelic. Hello. So, hilariously enough, I was terrified of drag when I first... So I went to SUNY Purchase. It's in Westchester, New York, on the border of New York and Connecticut. And I call it gay prison because it looks like a prison and everyone there is gay. So I like the... I think it's hilarious to think that everyone's just locked up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have a very twisted sense of humor. Gay prison. It's gay prison or Bushwick in the Woods. (laughs) I live in Bushwick now, so I really... Or Bushwick Boot Camp. That's the other thing. Good, yeah. Um... Everyone there, I was like, but that's where I was like, oh, this is my people, right? Mm -hmm. But going into it, not subjected to drag whatsoever, I'm freshly 18. And every year they do this annual competition called Fall Ball. And one of my first friends that I made there was Sherry Poppins. Okay. She was my orientation leader. Nice. um, And, or was, I met her through orientation. And I was like, oh my God, it's a drag queen. And, you know, also... This, per- this person that's very, very nice and we're hanging out and having a lot of fun. So I, even through being friends with Sherry or Max, I'll probably use them interchangeably uh, for a while, I was still a little uncomfortable, but fall ball was coming upon us and Sherry was like, do you want to hang out at the apartment while I get ready? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, these, like, I don't know, life-size Muppets are surrounding <laughs> me. And, and I'm just like, what is going on? And I still didn't get it. I didn't get it even when, like, I was hanging out with them. Even when I knew one of my best friends was, like, just immersed in it. And I also knew who they were outside of this dragon. Like, realizing that everybody here is a person. And just, I didn't understand it. And I went to the show. And one person in particular, she was Jay Yonsei at the time. But now she's (laughs) Jen DeRoll. Like gender role, 
Which smart. So fucking good. They're all so clever. I, I look, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't come up with the name. But I just want to take credit because you used a blanket statement for all drag queens. And so great. I'll take my compliments where I can. And so I saw her perform and I was like, oh, this is a fucking pop star. Like this is a performer. Right. This is about performing. This mm-hmm. is a, this is like everyone went ape shit. And now let me tell you how absolutely gay my school was is that the most attended event on campus had to be held indoors and outdoors and it was our on-campus music festival called culture shock they would set up uh like fest like or like carnival rides and culture shock all, that's cute it's really cute yeah we had kalani we've had mm, we had azalea banks we've had in years prior there was uh, drake performed before he oh, blew wow. up we got everybody as they were on the rise mm-hmm. and and it was like it was a, sh- a shit ton of fun had to be held indoors and outdoors the second most attended event on campus which was only indoors, was fall ball, was the annual drag competition. Nice. And so, like, like hundreds of people were showing up. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was absolutely entranced. And I had, I'm a singer. I, I have been singing. I went to school for music. I went to school for songwriting specifically. And I love performing. I've been performing ever since I was in fifth grade, doing musicals and stuff. I stopped doing musicals in high school. And then I started to write my own music and, and do all that kinds of stuff. So... I understand the performer thing, mm. but when I didn't understand the drag and those two wires crossed, I was like, get me up there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> ravenous. And I started the semester following. Then my sophomore year, fall ball, I competed for the first time and I won, okay. which was very, very fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was, under the, I was under a different drag name. It was Naomi Applebottom at the time. <laughs> love that one too. <laughs> It was fine. It was very much a very big, like, beginner. I was like, oh, I love puns. I need to have a pun name. And then I came up with Naomi Applebottom. And it's, like, not a pun at all. So, um, yeah. So what, I mean, can you pinpoint exactly, like, why it was confusing you? Or, like, why drag didn't make sense at first? Um, because it's, when you, I remember when you had told me that, you're like, I really just didn't get it. Like, it made me uncomfortable. That was surprising for me to hear considering you had already been out as, as a, gay as gay for so long yeah i came out at 15 so like as a a queer person who had already come out for you know to have been three years right at that point sure me being a straight person i guess just assuming that something like that wouldn't make you uncomfortable so like what do you know why exactly well i always say this not just because it makes me sound smart no i am a firm believer that subjection to diversity is the cure for ignorance Mm -hmm. so surrounding yourself with people that are different than you helps you understand them and helps you get to know them as people right um i want to get to know as many different people as possible i want to know every person under the sun and then set boundaries when i don't like them because at the end of the day we are all human and sometimes not knowing is people's only reason for for their shit well, it's just fear. but it's, but it's fear of the unknown correct but then people mm. actively that then where i draw the line is if you are constantly working on yourself and you're constantly trying to learn mm-hmm. and you're not afraid to be uncomfortable for a little bit those are the people i don't care what you think or say 
because you're actively working on on curing that ignorance, right? Right. But it's the people who choose ignorance for the sake of comfort over anything. And I was one of those people. I don't think anyone can say that they don't have prejudices. Oh, yeah. Right? So that was one of mine. I just didn't know it. I didn't understand it. I had lived my life from, from literally ever since I can remember, I'm like constantly carving my own path because I didn't see myself in the world. So then I find this place of belonging and then I see people that are really just saying to hell with belonging and then just expressing themselves in such a like hyperbolic way. And I truly think that that drag is, is, is a magical art form. I have unlocked parts of myself because of drag, because it gave me a different perspective, because I think it's fucking hilarious that you're sitting across from me and saying that my makeup looks incredible when you would never wear that makeup. I mean, you right. would, but you wouldn't on a daily basis. No. <laughs> the, uh, magazines aren't telling you that that's what's pretty. Right. It's true. Uh, it, it breaks beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow there is this phenomenon of like, you could look absolutely ready as hell. <laughs> and there will still be one straight girl that'd be like, can you do my makeup? And I'm like, <laughs> you don't want me to do your makeup. <laughs> Man, it's hot. <laughs> like, I'm wearing three inches outward of foundation. I don't think you want that. It is so much. It does look so good. It's just imp- it's so impressive like it's, how you the makeup, you are changing the entire changing structure of your face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it's you because I know you. Yeah. But... I'm wearing a name badge. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just... I, it's just so impressive. I mean, my my version of makeup is foundation, little blush, throw on some mascara, and call it a day. Yeah, that would been that would be nice. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> if I if I only did that to perform, that great. But you know, and I, but I even never did it for the makeup. I mm-hmm. always did it just to be on stage. Yeah, it, it literally it's a performance. It's performance. Yeah, and there are probably mediums that I could go down. I find, like, especially music, it's so saturated with every, everybody moves to New York to do their thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of like hearing what people moved here to do. Right. Um, because everybody's so multifaceted. One thing that I've realized, like, growing up and, and becoming an adult and, and, and understanding that, I always had this one mindset of, you can only have one calling. Oh. And, and if I gave up that calling or if I decided to do anything else... You were then, seen as like a failure. A hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I can relate to that for sure. But, but the idea that like, what I love is that I meet people like you that can do a million things. Like you're such a talented mom. When I found out that you were a fucking writer, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> you're launching this podcast to be so incredible. And Keep hyping me up. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, this is so fun. I... I usually get shunned by my mother. She's like, whenever I drink, she's like, you're getting too deep. <laughs> the conversations are too deep. She's not an Italian woman. Um, that's just... A very white Midwestern woman, so... Yeah, 100%. Um, and I can relate to what you were saying about how... I think a lot of people feel like they have to have one calling and it's not okay to do multiple things. But a lot of that, too, absolutely comes with ADHD. It's just having many. But I feel like it's kind of a superpower of ours because we're able to do so many things and have 
like so many different interests and we are generally kind of very creative people and like whatever but anyways slash that no you're like right yeah like society there's just a lot of pressure just being like you have to choose one thing that has to be your life path and then if you decide that you don't like it anymore then you're failing sure right and then our kryptonite is the imposter syndrome on top of it because then we do all these things and maybe we're really good at doing all these things but we'll not be able we won't be able to say that right it's hard to say you know? But yeah, I just do all of this stuff. You know how hard it was for me to literally just call myself a comedian? I could call myself a singer because mm-hmm. I've been doing that. I just can't get me to shut up ever since I was started talking. Yeah. And as, well, as soon as I was talking, I was singing. I told you at the beginning how uh, much music meant to me with reading and stuff and learning in that way. But it's so hard to be able to then adapt these like late in life things. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. But no, this is incredible. I really appreciate this. I, I've wanted, as soon as you told me you were doing this, I wanted to be on. You're a phenomenal singer, by the way. Thanks. I listen to five letters often. <laughs> I put it Thanks. on. I was at a bachelorette party in April, and we were driving home from the bar, and uh, I was like, guys, I need you to listen to this song. And it was just like silence in the car. Everyone was just like listening. Christine's sobbing next to me. Like, <laughs> Christine's literally crying hysterically. I mean, that that song was what one I wrote. So, song, it's called Five Letters. It's the only song I have released right now. But it is, if you look up Five Letters uh, by Chase, and then Andre is the musician last name. I have another name I'm throwing at you guys. A-N-D-R-Z-E-J. Right. Feel free to listen to it. Write all this down. (laughs) Write it down. Get out a pen. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No. The one I wrote when I my friend told me that sh- guilt is I did a bad thing, shame is I am a bad thing, and there's that was me trying to live a shame-proof life, mm-hmm. you know? The chorus is, I deserve love, I'll find it someday, it may not come tomorrow, but I will wait. Mm-hmm. I deserve to feel good in my skin, because everyone is beautiful in the body they're in. Like, that whole thing of just, like, almost like a mantra to myself. Yeah. And then talking about how, you know the the inside can be very very dark um it's a fun place sometimes (laughs) yeah i wouldn't say fun we're having fun (laughs) scary maybe not fun Uh, yeah but no i completely it's it's thank you first of all i'm not trying to deflect i will take the compliment it's very hard it's very hard for me i can say i'm a singer it's very hard to hear people say that they consume my media or whatever mm-hmm. outside of me sharing it. Yeah. Because I, I have to share, I feel like I have to share it in order for people to listen and maybe I'm doing that for validation or whatever, but then when people run with it, my friend, or so do you know Fallon, the, one of the trivia I girls? Haven't, I haven't met her yet, but okay. I know of her. She's a, a podcast person, essentially she... I've been trying to delve more into podcasts as this drag persona because guess what? I feel like it's a hack. I don't have to get in drag. (laughs) Like an audio-only medium. I'm like, hell yeah. And so I've been guesting on this guy, Michael Block's podcast to recap a Dungeons & Dragons show with drag queens and it's so fun. I'm doing my own show and all that stuff. So I'm like prepping for my show and when I've been releasing this thing with Michael, she came in the other day and she was like, you know, I listened to it, right? I go, what? <laughs> I was like, I shared it, but like, 
What do you listen? Don't listen to it. I'm like, you can listen if you want. But I literally stood there, like, just all scrunched up, like, pressing my cheeks together because Mm -hmm. it was just, like, it's very hard to handle and exist in that space. I can really... For me, I feel... And I've come to terms with this recently, is... And this is my own personal struggles with uh, perfectionism, which... Who's that? (laughs) What about... Who's, who's she? Perfect. Never heard of her. Perfectionism? I'm lying. I'm lying. I know her deeply. She's I, mad at me. I know her deeply. Yeah. We have a, We're in a few right now. Very, <laughs> yeah, very toxic relationship. But I would choose not to do a lot of things that I wanted to do because I wasn't good at it. And I genuinely... I wouldn't even try. Or, or I would try for a moment. And I'm like, I wouldn't be good at it. You know, and I've wanted to, to be a writer. Like, I've talked about you know since I was a kid and it's I don't know how how else to say this I don't it's hard like owning gifts that you have it makes you feel like arrogant you know saying it but like I am a talented writer and I know this no one but this is also a huge women's issue right yeah because it's you don't see the straight man worrying about his confidence it's true I'm not saying no straight men are insecure. I know mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's insecure. Right. Um, it's just how you show it, right? right? But when it comes to pursuing things like this, mm-hmm. no one's telling a man that he's arrogant for for putting himself That's out there. So you're there. like, oh, he's so, yeah, no, he's a confident man. Yeah, we love it. that quality. And then we're like, this, yeah. this lady yapping over here. <laughs> like, 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 oh, God, here she goes. Yeah, right? Okay. It's so fucked. It's very annoying. And I... You know, it's something I will never experience because I still present masculine you loosely. I wear a beard when I'm not in drag. But I walk the world as a man, and it's something I, like, it's very hard for me to hear a lot of my female friends talk about just how the patriarchy has done a number on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, like, just came out of the boxing ring. They're like, got one black eye. And I'm like, this is the life you live? And you're like, yeah, it's just like a Tuesday. <laughs> it's only 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, Jesus, woman. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, for me, I just, I didn't want to say it unless it was obviously incredibly apparent that I was good at it. Like, I felt like but who determines that on honestly and to be totally transparent i in my brain okay i was like the only way that anyone is ever going to take me seriously anything that i do is if (laughs) this is so fucking ridiculous say it is if i am like like known around the world like i I saw myself i'm like i won't actually be successful in anything that i'm doing unless i am a I don't know, Nicholas well, Sparks or, you know, someone like that, like someone who knows, you know, but I just couldn't talk about it. And especially too, like with this, like launching this podcast, I don't, haven't really been talking about it in person, out in public with people. Like I, I'm posting about it online and even then that feels a little weird, but I haven't really spoken about it that much out because it just feels like I'm not actually doing it because it's not hasn't fully taken off yet well it's one of those things that you can kind of do in solidarity yeah it's like now you and i will be able to walk away from this and it's a shared experience Mm -hmm. but the things it's like very similar like i know a lot of people that won't call themselves songwriters because they only write when the doors are closed yeah right 
Right, they're like, oh, I'm not well-known, I'm not a millionaire, I'm not this, I'm, I must not actually be it. Correct, and then it, then you start to struggle with, well, how do those people get there? Right. And it's by hustling and believing in themselves and by surrounding themselves with people that, that do support them and then shutting out the people that try to put them down. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And I, I had to come over, like, get over that, and that was a big part of doing this like starting this before I before I was comfortable mm-hmm. because if I continued to wait I would never do it and I yeah. know with time obviously it's gonna be better because the audio on this actually sounds good hey yo you know my past two guests I had no fucking idea what I was doing but Chase you know has experience in setting up audio so thank you yeah please <laughs> but, don't. But, like, don't, whole, that's don't the whole call point. me don't call me I'm not that good <laughs> well I mean this is way better than it has been so but that was my kind of my whole point. I was like, I'm just going to start this now, and it's going to be shitty, and it's not going to be great, because I want people later to listen and to the beginning and be like, oh, shit, that doesn't sound great at all, but look at how it has progressed. It's so true, though. I mean, like, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Right now, I'm focusing on this podcast yes. that I'm making. Which is going to well. be so good. Please explain that a little further. So I'm a, also a huge nerd. So we're talking about multifaceted. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of Dungeons and Dragons. My dad taught me how to play when I was eight years old. I was not following the rules. I, it was literally <laughs> just my way of playing pretend. Because what it is, is it's you gather around a table you tell a story together. You, you, the players create their own character, and then there's one person controlling the game, and the environment, and every other person in this story that the players don't play. Mm-hmm. And um, the way I explain it, if you're a player and I'm the dungeon master, I tell you the environment and the story, and I narrate that. You tell me what your character does in reaction to the environment, and I tell you how the environment reacts back. Okay. Together, we tell a story. And it's the most fun. It's truly the most fun because you get this banter of making it feel like it's alive almost. And then the board game aspect of it is now we have a mechanics to be able to say how everything gets done. Because you could just say, well, my character does triple backflip. Like like we all did on the playground. Um, So Dungeon just... That's on Stranger Things, right? Is it is on Stranger playing? Things, okay. yeah. So they're, they're, they're all gathered around the table and playing and rolling dice and stuff. So the dice, are it's like a stats game. So you have a certain level of chances or like a, a certain ch- uh, percentage chance that what you want to do succeeds, right? Okay. And so, so then that determines... And then you play off of that success or that failure. If you want to do triple backflip and you fail and you you fall flat on your face what does your character do in reaction to that so like it's so fucking fun my dad taught me how to play when i was eight i stopped playing for a while and i picked it back up predominantly during the pandemic and people were playing virtually 100 percent. and i my parents were getting a divorce while i was living under the same household as them i go nobody come in here i'm playing pretend with my friends um 100 and i got back into it i started watching a show called critical role they live stream their game and they're all voice actors. They're all so fucking talented. And and it's since the pandemic, Dungeons & Dragons has exploded as this huge phenomenon. Everyone has a game. And all the nerds are like, it's no longer the not cool thing to do. It's, yeah. so, it's so fun. So I started getting back into it. I had my own games. I have a regular game that I play now. And then I started to get into like dungeon mastering and like creating my own world. And I realized that I like long form writing instead of short form writing like songs and stuff. So 
a little bit of this inspiration was from how I've always wanted to do it with, with drag queens, but I've also wanted to do it with improv comedians. Neither of them are like new ideas, right? There's there's live shows where people play with drag queens. People like a lot of improv comedians will come and play, but I just love it. I wanted to do my own version of it, and so I had this idea to come up with nightlife. K N I G H T. Life. I'm still mind blown that that hadn't been taken yet. I'm. I love it. I, it so it's I'm, very, I'm very proud of it. And then yeah. so then it's a rotating cast of New York City nightlife perso- per- personalities, queer, uh, because that's, you know, those are the people that I want in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> queer nightlife personalities come together. They all create a character, and then they play a one shot which is a game that starts and ends and it's you can you could jump in on episode two you could jump in on episode three you can just watch the one that your friend's playing and then you'll get a full story out of it right so that was my idea and i wanted to i thought it would be really funny to explore what knights do and the different odd jobs that they would take up in the off season of war when they're not needed to be like actual knights like so one episode will be them being security at a music festival called Warpcella. The next one will be them at like a Studio 54-like disco and being bouncers at that. The next one will be, you know, um, we're going to go out on an escort mission and then they go out and they have to be escorts. (laughs) And like be on a date with a guy and like I just thought that would be it's just so funny and I feel the ideas are very easy for me to come up with because I just feel like it just lends itself to a lot of different things but it's a lot of fun and so I'm I'm doing that right now it's a lot of I can't wait it's a lot of prep and talk about ADHD and like trying to create a whole fucking world world yeah where I I don't get it I I, it's so hard but I'm having fun I have never played I think the, you'd be really good at it. Oh, I would love it. And I, really I um had <laughs> this idea in my head. I think I first first of all I thought it was a video game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no I one thought it was so a video hard to explain game, to people. Like in you know, and then you're like, no, and I was like, Oh, so it's like a board game and then I envisioned kind of. uh I don't even know, like whatever. Like, like the like like Candyland or whatever. I mean, literally. Like Yes, exactly. Like not... Candyland, but just, you know, dungeons and dungeons. No, it's literally not <laughs> but, that at yeah, all. Yeah, but then you, ex- I remember, I'm like, okay, so what is it? We're standing at the Hosanna vinyl, and you explained it to me, and I remember feeling mad, because it's like, I would have eaten this shit up as a kid. But you could do it and now. And I, I can do it now, yeah. 31, let's fucking start. Like, Hell yeah. You're explaining it to me, and I'm just like, how did I not? Because I'm so into fantasy, and like, Hell I'm yeah. such a fucking nerd. Like, I like Harry Potter and Star Wars tattoos all over me, like Alice in Wonderland, all stuff. I'm like, how did I miss this? How did I miss this? I mean, it because it wasn't... It's so. Do you know how hard it is to schedule a group of teens to <laughs> yeah. get together regularly? And then one of them has to plan <laughs> yeah. a whole world? No! No! I wouldn't trust kids to do that. So it would almost... Because that's it what makes that's hurdles. the stranger part of the Stranger Things. Yeah, right. Is the organization. Yeah, like, let's get real here. But it, it was set in the 80s, so maybe, you know, they didn't have that distraction of anything else. Yeah, because ADHD people didn't exist in the Okay, 80s. but I meant like... I know. You know, <laughs> social media and all that stuff. But yeah, maybe it is for adults mostly. I, I, 
I don't want to play with kids. <laughs> I know that's not the lesson here. But you are not invited. <laughs> 25 and up. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. I mean, but I've also, like, it's been a therapy for me. Literally. And my parents were, like, my entire family dynamic was just crumbling under the household. And I was like, I'm not missing my D&D sesh. Yeah. Like, I'm just not doing it. Like, it, I will go out and get dinner, but I'm going to be home because this is how I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I love coming up with backstories that are very like cathartic and like it allows me to get a little bit of an empathy bone or like work my like empathy muscle or whatever the fuck you want to call it Mm -hmm. and just get into a character because I'm not an actor but I do like improv like I would say that I'm really bad at script acting and I like because when I was doing theater I was just there for the singing but I really like improv I like Mm -hmm. thinking of things that I want to say because I'm doing it through the lens of another character with different morals, ideals, or like yeah. stuff. And I worked out a lot of shit mm-hmm. through okay. these characters because I'm just like, a lot of it's, it's, a lot of these things that we're talking about, like imposter syndrome or, you know, substance abuse or, or um, just things that are just really, that transcend fantasy into reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people use D&D for therapy for kids. Really? Yeah. So they'll use, like, a kid with, like, anger issues and talk to them about being a barbarian and being like, yeah, you can rage and you can you can destroy this thing, but, you know, here are these consequences that happen after that. That's interesting. It's so magical. Yeah. I would, we should play. <laughs> I would absolutely run a show or run a game with you. Yeah, but I cannot wait for that podcast. I I told you I work my it's absolutely gonna be something that I'm just gonna be like laying in bed, like listening to like before I go to sleep. It's, you know, it's, it's gonna be fun. it's just gonna be I'm gonna have my phone just sitting by my ear and it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really fun. We record first episode tomorrow. Cause I and I said this to you too. What did you you sent me a tiktok or youtube yeah, video so or something dungeons and drag queens is a show that what used to be college humor mm-hmm. um now dropout does okay. and they had four drag race girls on it and it was all drag queens and i'm gonna have a lot of drag queens on mine but i'm gonna have like nightlife producers comedians this first episode is going to be kyle he's a nightlife producer boyfriend kyle my friend blaze who's a sketch comedian improv comedian sherry poppins incredible drag queen based in Astoria. One of the funniest people I've ever met. And Jesse Kramer, who is a burlesque performer and a Broadway actor who I used to play a game with before and is just so, so immensely talented and hilarious. I wish I could tell you, maybe off mic or whatever, their character concepts. These people are some of the most creative people I've ever met. The fact that this is collaborative and not all on me to create something good. I have so much faith in the people that I'm bringing on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you said it earlier. All, all drag queens are fucking witty as hell. Oh, I, I know. I don't, it's like a, they're so, so witty. Because I, I, you said you like improv, maybe it's, maybe it's but the, a lot of it is improv. It, it is. It's on it, the spot, you gotta be quick with it, and it's so impressive to me. My favorite things of doing, like, was, was, uh, was grabbing the mic and emceeing. And <laughs> thinking about what funny thing I'm gonna say <laughs> while watching somebody else's performance. Yeah. And what did you say uh, during Pride, your Pride show at? Uh, oh God. Uh, when things. me, when my sister, when my sister was there, you said something about gravity. Oh, because I fell in the uh, the the uh, um, in the number before. I said something about like gravity being homophobic because it tried to take me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I didn't even see you fall, first of all. Be- <laughs> I wish I did. That's because I'm just really good at disguising my clumsiness. <laughs> well, to be fair, those, are, those shoes you were those wearing. Those shoes were fucking huge. Massive. So I need to get, like, sensible grandma shoes to do dragon. <laughs> a grandma outfit would like be a kitten hilarious. Heel. I would love it. <laughs> like, fucking love it. Like Golden Girls. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such, it's such a fun medium. And then to be able to not, it's, it's, it's kind of crossing all like the boxes for me. I, I just love the idea of podcasting. I talk so much, but I just love it. I think that, that there's so many ways to put out a great product. I think. Yeah. You don't got to limit yourself to one. Mm-hmm. That's what we were t- saying earlier. I mean, I how boring of a life to just do one thing. It's in, in people's response has been incredible. I mean, like, it's hard, and I already am thinking about how I'm going to be changing it, because I'm going to break this up into seasons. We'll do six-episode seasons. Mm-hmm. I've got a Patreon where, for every episode that's going to be free and outside of the Patreon, there's going to be two episodes that'll be in the Patreon. Sorry. There'll be, like, a post-show chat to kind of, like, get people's thought process of their characters and things that happen in the game, and then a prequel episode. So I talked about how this is the Knights post-war, mm-hmm. great, like, the odd jobs that they do. So the prequel episodes will be like mini episodes of their character in the war. And you'll get to see them like in their prime. And then the post-war is like, ah, fuck, I gotta gotta do this like random thing. And then like hilarity ensues because it's not what they expected. So um, I'm very excited. But the response has been so fucking cool. And like people have shared it. I have a list of at least 20 people that want to be on. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's... Almost an entire year's worth of I me mean, doing seasons, right? So well, I'm doing no, no, twenty. So it's a rotating cast, four players, an episode. So I've, I've I'm almost enough to be able to fill out this uh, all six episodes. Great. And I'm thinking about it in phases. So I'm gonna backlog three episodes, and then as I'm releasing the first three, I'm recording the last three so okay. that I can have some sort of schedule. But it, I mean, it's but it, organizing it's fucking hard yeah and then with our brains it's well i'm i'm like maybe i should have done a podcast about about life where i just fucking set up a microphone and chat into it and i'm like not saying that this is easy by any means but but i it's hard organizing anything is just yeah yep that's why i was saying i'm like i need to i need to get into a studio and record there because yeah it's difficult but yeah, to let us know where we can find you because you're starting this podcast. Yeah. And your drag page and your normal page if you want. Well, everybody buckle in. I'll <laughs> throw a couple things. Instagram is probably the best place to find me. You can follow my drag at aja.da. That's A-J-A dot D-U-H. Um, you can follow uh, me if you want to see, look back and see my personal life and what I'm up to at Chase Andre. That's C-H-A-S-E. A-N-D-R-Z-E-J. And then I have the podcast coming out. We'll probably be out a little bit closer to October, November. But that is at Nightlife Pod. That's K-N-I-G-H-T Life Pod. And there's a Patreon. You can support me in the early stages. So yes. all that's linked in the Instagram bio. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. It's going to be so good. Hell yeah. It's Sweet. just so, so smart. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's Let's very see. niche, and it's gonna be. That's what you gotta do nowadays. It's too much content. You gotta <laughs> cut through the noise. <laughs> but I love you. I love you too. Mm. We've come very far from me stealing your backpack. 
God, thank God. Could you imagine <laughs> if that was the most exciting it got? God. <laughs> I honestly thought I was going to lose my job. I'm like, well, there you go. that was a fun three days. I'll fire you for something else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Knock on wood. I need that job. No, thank you. I love you. All right. <laughs> well, is that be, it? That's it. You got a child to put to bed. I do. It's 10 and o'clock. It's, and then you also have Sebastian. <laughs> You're putting me to bed first. Good child. <laughs> Chase home in an Uber. Yeah. But thank you. And I'll see you at work. On Wednesday. My birthday. Get the fuck out. Hell yeah. That's right. The second. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, y'all. That's episode number six. And if there's one thing to take away from this episode, it's that newborn babies are not funny. (laughs) That part I have just been playing on loop over and over and over again just cracks me the fuck up. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate and love all of you guys so much. And this is continuing to grow by the week. It's really exciting to see those numbers go up with every episode that I post. So we're only six episodes in. Excited to see where I am a year from now. But I would so very much appreciate if you would like, comment, subscribe, post on your stories, send your family, your friends your coworkers, your grandma, your priests, your pastors, whatever, wherever you want to send it. And if you feel like this episode would resonate with someone or if there's a message that Chase had to share that you connect with or you feel like someone in your life would connect with, please send it their way. All right, guys, so I'll see you next Friday. We will talk soon. Bye.